Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It is easy to imagine this psalm, not only on the lips of the resurrected Jesus, but on the lips of every person who experiences God's resurrection power. Resurrection power is not necessarily as dramatic and earth-shifting as it sounds. Resurrection power is the courage to get out of bed every day, the courage to have that difficult conversation with someone you love. Resurrection power is being hired after a long stint of unemployment. Resurrection power is recognizing the face of a friend even behind a mask. I speak of resurrection today because the death wrought by this pandemic, over 200,000 dead in this nation alone and over a million dead outside of the US is inescapable. Most inescapable by those who no longer get that daily phone call and less so by those who simply follow the daily news or walk by a shuttered small business. The count rapidly rising during each news broadcast and neighborhood stroll. Over the course of this pandemic, I have been struck by what the theologian Elizabeth Johnson calls deep incarnation, or more simply put, God's act of accompanying humanity, you and me, and the whole creation in every dimension of existence, accompanying us through the pain of birth, the ambiguity of life, the gloom of death, and the joy of resurrection. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou art with me. For the psalmist, God is a constant companion, the friend who answers your anxious text late in the midnight hour the parent who rushes to your side after you've broken your arm, climbing a jungle gym at recess, the loved ones who step in to run errands when you don't feel well after that last chemo treatment. For thou art with me, you are with me. In the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are given a sustained and vivid vision of God's deep and rich companionship. Jesus is born to an unwed teenage Jewish mother in occupied territory. His paternity is questioned throughout the course of his life. In life, Jesus experiences the death of a close friend, the harassment of a political and religious establishment keen to see his downfall is betrayed by multiple friends on various occasions and is nearly thrown off the side of a cliff because of a contentious sermon in his hometown. In death, Jesus is buried in a borrowed tomb because his funeral arrangements are so hastily patched together, but not before, saying, um, but not before never saying a mumbling word according to the Negro spiritual during his sham of a trial and dying the death of an insurrectionist. 
crucifixion was reserved for non-citizens of the Roman Empire, a form of state-sanctioned execution not dissimilar from the deaths so many suffer in our own time. But early one Sunday morning, away from cameras, press, and paparazzi, Jesus is resurrected from the dead and rises according to every preacher I heard as a child, with all power in his hands, rendering death, hell, and the grave impucent in the face of God's relentless love. While we could spend all day parsing out the meaning of all that God has accomplished for us in Christ, we might better be served. We might be better served by taking a deep breath celebrating and saying thank you. This profound gratitude for a faithful God who travels even to the depths of death and the grave with us is what we will express in a few moments at the altar just behind me. A God who comes to us as bread and wine and says, I am with you. Amen.